Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach, and thank you, everyone listening to more Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. Later on in the show, we catch up with a very talented Jeremy Haig. In fact, uh, we'll even find out what he refers to as a yummy piano. Also in a few minutes, Lisa Conlon and Raina Rasmussen from Lyra Dance. They're going to talk about their seventh show, their seventh annual show that they have that's uh, going to be opening tonight. Hey, by the way, welcome to the month of August. Now, perhaps you noticed a few additions to the show open. So in addition to welcoming August, let's welcome our new sponsors, Posh Boutique and Sonny's Pizzeria. In fact, in just a few minutes, we'll draw our first Pizza with a Podcast winner. But uh, again, we have other things to start off the week with now, don't we? Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey! Weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Raise them high and lift them up. Drink whatever fits you, whatever suits you, whatever is appropriate for the time of day, or you might be toasting the weekend eve. And we say thank you, and let's toast trivia. Many of you know that uh, I'm at the Sky the second Friday of every month, the Sky and Tea. We have a fun time, and so we're going to be doing that soon. But uh, guess what is returning? August 16th, we're back to every Tuesday night at Chasers. Thank you so much, Chase. Looking forward to being back. And again, that's every week. So think of the different chances you have. Basically, you've got five, sometimes even six chances to win fun stuff during the month. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. Let Jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility. That's something that you'll find on Facebook on their page. In fact, James went on to compliment Ale Hop on their knowledge of the local craft beer scene. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there in a really cool van. All you have to do is enjoy the beer or the spirits if you go to the distillery. Book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. Already out and about on a weekend? Hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. Welcome again to our new sponsor, one of them. 
Sonny's Pizzeria. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, you're automatically entered. We draw one name each week. And this week, let's say congratulations to Alex Newcomb Wyland. Wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations, Alex. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some jowl dropping, show stopping, thin crust pizza. Pizza with a podcast are brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly favorful, flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. Honorable mention. So you know that uh, when it comes to this little honorable mention thing, I always like to talk about something that's made me laugh, smile, giggle, guffaw, slap my knee silly, chuckle, chortle, or maybe even have some tears of joy. Well, this time around, the honorable mention goes to something unmentionable. And I don't mean like unmentionables like it used to be referred to in, in movies and TV. I just happen to know some exciting info but I can't share it yet. Probably be able to spill the beans next week, okay? So, honorable mention to the unmentionables, but there are some people that uh, are already aware of it because they're the ones that told me. And congrats, that's what I'm going to say right there. Later in the show, find out about a piano that Jeremy Haig described as yummy. Up next, from Lyra Dance, we find out what you can expect at their show as we are graced by Lisa Conlon and Raina Rasmussen on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. It's always a pleasure. I started off that way because, you know what, I have a smile on my face anytime that I start to chat with people about arts and entertainment, and especially when these two lovely ladies have come back to the show. They've been on before a couple of times each, and we have Lisa Khan and Raina Rasmussen from Lyra Dance <laughs> Studio. How are we, ladies? We're awesome. Well, you typically are. That's one of the reasons I ha love having you on the show. Well, thanks for yeah, having us. It, the only bad feature of uh, doing a podcast with the two of you is the fact that you're so beautiful. It's it's a shame that people don't get to see that part. But then I at know. least they're saying, yeah, but Dave, we'd have to look at you, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. So, but, but, you know, the, the best thing is we can tell them how they can see you. Because you have 
seventh big show coming up? Seventh season show was this? Yes. I wow. can't believe it. Congratulations, so first crazy. off. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's do all the pertinence. Uh, where, when, how do we get in? Go ahead, Lisa. So we are at Calico Skies Winery, okay. uh, the beautiful um, vineyards. Yeah. So we are doing actually outdoor um, in the patio garden. And okay. then we're also doing inside at the bar and in the event room as well. So it's three different site-specific places at the Calico Skies Winery on Thursday, August 4th, Friday, August 5th. Doors open at 5.30. There is wood-burning pizza and wine available for purchase, and the show is at 7 p.m. And really good pizza, I might add, too. Yes, it is. My now, husband loves their pizza. Yeah, and, and I don't know if they still have it, but a nickname of mine growing up was Debo. And I don't know if they still have it, but they had Debo wine. It was a red wine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. they, they won me over right there. Well, hopefully you can come and have that because our I'm show is actually to. red wine, cabaret, jazz, and, jazz right. and into season yes. seven. So you got to get the jazz hands going. <laughs> <laughs> I always love jazz. It's one of my favorite things. In fact, uh, we're recording here at our wine bar. And uh, it just happens to be that they have a lot of jazz that goes on here. And there's something special coming up maybe in a couple of months that we'll talk about too. But first, let's talk about this show. So, the Red Wine Cabaret. Who came up with the title? Oh my gosh, I think Lisa did for the Red Wine Cabaret. Oh no, I go back. I actually think we were all like at a dinner or something. And I think Aaron Aarons came up with it. Or Rebecca Merriman. Oh yes, We were Rebecca. at a baby shower for one of our dancers. Uh -huh. That's we have a lot right. of dancers that have kids. Yep. And yeah, I think it was kind of a collaboration. We might have of... been drinking wine while it came <laughs> okay. out. I think we were drinking <laughs> yeah. red wine, actually. Uh -huh. Yes. And then um, next year, we're going to do a white wine cabaret, all contemporary uh -huh. movement and dance. So all right. So for those that would uh, not know a lot about dance, in, including yours truly, um, how would you define the difference between jazz and contemporary? Yeah, I think this year it's really cool because um, we have all forms of dance. So we have mm -hmm. tap, contemporary, lyrical, jazz dance, um, a little bit of hip hop and a disco dance and also some um, kind of just meaningful um, more storyline theater movement. Um, and it's based off of you know, jazz music, but also um, jazz movement. So jazz can be anything. So for example, if you take a class that's jazz contemporary, jazz tap, now it's kind of a blended form of movement. If you mm -hmm. go take class like at Broadway Dance Center or something like this. Um, so it's based off of the movement of jazz, but edges of jazz, I would like to say. What's the exciting part about teaching it and putting it together? I always like watching the dancers bring the piece to life because we have, I believe we have 19, well, 21 counting Rain and I are dancing in the show too, but we have amazing talented, talented dancers and they are so artistic and they just all bring their own flavor to the work. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about watching my piece come alive and how they help tell the story, if it's story driven. Um, I'm doing a medley from West Side Story and it's uh, four different songs um, pieced together and we kind of made our own little mini West Side Story. And it's just cool how they've all embraced their characters and because um, it's character driven and um, 
how they, you know. Do they do they snap when they come out? There are snaps. Okay, there are good. snaps, Dave. <laughs> you can yeah. snap along if you come to the show. I probably will. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to snap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, how many total uh, different routines, dance numbers are we going to see throughout this? Oh my I think, gosh, I'm to count. I think we have six in the garden. We just moved a few pieces inside in case it's a little hot because it's mm. been a little hot weather. But so um, they're going to have lots yeah. of wine and water to um, cool themselves off. Mm-hmm. So we have six in the garden, three in the vent room, and then four pieces in the bar. And then one of the special highlights of the show is the Good Night Theater Collective are singing uh, to uh, one of the pieces in the bar. Um, they're they're doing all that jazz from Chicago, and then they're doing some jazz pieces um, during intermission, too. Yeah, they're okay. You know, they're good. good yeah. Theater corporate. yeah. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah, they can pull off a show, no yes. doubt about that. Uh, but it's always great uh, when, when people get the chance to take in uh, a show like this. What was it that got you two together? I, I know we've talked about it before, and, and so I know the story, but for those that are listening and, and haven't heard how the two of you connected and put this all together. Well, um, Lisa was living in Minneapolis at the time, and um, I was having my first daughter, so that was almost 17 years ago, and she had came and taken one of my adult hip-hop classes because her husband was working out of Sioux Falls at the time, Mm -hmm. and I was like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you so amazing? And she's like, I live in Minneapolis, and I was like, would you ever want to cover my classes? At this time, Ballerina, my dance studio, only had me as the teacher. Now I think we have... Uh, 11 or 13 teachers at ballerina so at this time it was just me and I was like I'm having a baby would you ever come and just teach all my classes and she's like sure I'll do that well then her husband Mick was still working out of Sioux Falls and Lisa called me and said if I come to Sioux Falls because they were doing long distance for how many years I think seven from Sioux Falls to Minneapolis Yeah. yeah so she called me and she said would you ever start a dance company with me if I moved to Sioux Falls and I was like without hesitation I was like yes move here now (laughs) come to do a ballerina do our winter show and I'll start a company with you and do it all so that's what happened and that was seven years ago but she's been teaching a ballerina for 16 I think years yeah I think 16 or off and on doing summer camps and then now teaching yeah so all right. And so this show, 19 plus the two of you, it's the seventh time you've done this, this show. Well, not this show, but the seventh time that you've had a, a big finale at the end of your season and so forth. And what's it feel like each year when it's over and then you start planning for next year? That's a really good question. For me, I feel super inspired um, when I watch the show because a lot of times, you know, Lisa creates her pieces, I create my pieces, and sometimes we don't even see the pieces until, you know, a month before the show because we're creating and doing our own time and own dancers. And sometimes we see each other's pieces because we're in each other's pieces. But um, as soon as this week comes, I feel super inspired. Like even last night, I was writing down music for next year (laughs) and ideas for next year. So I think this week is a week filled with inspiration for the next year to come that's awesome and Mm -hmm. i know that uh, lisa you had mentioned rebecca merriman's name earlier um and you have besides you know the the 19 and the two of you uh in that 19 you got a lot of veterans that have been coming back and doing this year after year for you and especially you get somebody like rebecca a choreographer and uh do you sometimes feel like just can't miss with what we do 
Yeah, we're really lucky. A lot of our Lyra dancers are teachers. Um, they teach at Ballerina and, and other different studios in Sioux Falls, and they also, um, you know, judge at competitions. And a lot of them have been dancing other places before they came here. So we have um, professional dancers. Um, they're all at the top of their game. And what's cool about Lyra is everyone's trained in different styles. Um, so it's so cool. Like Rebecca is so good at musical theater. So she's amazing in the West Side Story piece because she just brings her character to life. And she choreographed for us last year. Mm -hmm. um, this year we have uh, Mackenzie Cook and Thomas Wynn. And um, they're both in have been with us since we started. They're in the seventh season and they've been with us seven years. And um, Mackenzie um, is choreographing uh, disco piece that is super fun and so entertaining. And then um, Kelsey Nelson, who was in Lyra as well, um, she didn't do Lyra this year because she's having a baby, but um, or just had her baby. But she is the one that's doing the hip hop funk piece. So we have a lot of um, talented dancers that are choreographers and teachers, and they do it all. <laughs> you know, and you mentioned the disco piece. Uh, now, surprisingly, I would actually be able to fit back into that old blue leisure suit that I had, but I have no idea where it might be. Oh, my gosh. Put it on and come to the show. We'll <laughs> throw you in somewhere. You would fit right in. They have some really amazing, cool 70s vibe costumes going. Oh, I can imagine. That, that's yeah, that's like my have... era that I just, it's, yeah. I can't get away from 70s music. No. Yeah. 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 Alexa. Play 70s. Yeah. yeah. That's all <laughs> yeah. I need to say, and exactly. we're good for the night. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What made you want to get into dance to begin with? Well, um, for anybody that knows me, I have a lot of energy. And my mom, when I was three, I think put me in the studio to burn some of that energy <laughs> and get me out of the house, get most likely. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I eat a lot of sugar, too. That might be part of it. <laughs> So I think my mom put me in because she said when I was three, I kept saying I want to dance. But I think my mom put me in it to get me out of the house and burn some of my energy. <laughs> How about you, Lisa? So um, two, two reasons, I think. Um, when um, I grew up in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and we used to all the neighborhood kids would get together and we would all put on shows and I was the one that wanted to put on the shows. And so we would go find costumes and we'd do it on the front step and we'd try and gather all the neighbors to come watch us. So I always loved that performing aspect. Um, and we would sing and dance. I'm sure the singing wasn't very good, but um, we thought we were really good. And then um, my dad um, also dated the dance teacher in town. And so he knew Judy Smith, who is still a dear friend um, to this day. I still go see her in Arizona. Um, but yeah, so I think he he knew there Judy was a little from high school. There. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I understand. That's yeah. that's a good thing though. What have you found as a romance of dance itself? What what makes you say this is just such a great part to do, and it, it's something that's really you know my soul. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, this is so interesting. Somebody just asked me this question not too long ago. And oh, they beat me to it. No, not that. I think we were just having a conversation. There might be have been some wine involved too. Um, well, there is today. Too, always so. today. Yeah. And um, it for me um, in my life, it's been my only constant 
So like I feel like friends have came and gone and mm-hmm. you know relationships have came and gone, but dance is always there for me and when I get to the studio, I feel happy when I'm dancing. I think it's because you can't really think about anything else and you can one time in your life you can live in the moment. You can live in the moment while you're dancing because you can't think like oh I have to go do this load of laundry mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. You can you're thinking about the dance and your body's moving and you're actually living in the moment and being present. And I think in this day and age, that's so hard to do. Very true. And and uh, how about for you then, Lisa? I think there's a lot of different things that um, have inspired me um, going and watching um, theater and dance and music. If I hear pieces of music that just really inspires me um, and I get if I hear a piece of music, I sometimes will be like in the grocery store or at a show and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to use this for something. You know, like yeah. like I have pieces of music, right. like a list and it will be like, oh, I need, I want to use this. And then somehow it will come into a show three years down the road or, or sometimes to, um, if something is going on in my life personally, um, I've done a lot of work that um, has related to my life personally Um, so I did a piece about Alzheimer's Um, my aunt Rebecca had Alzheimer's and just recently passed away Um, but it was important to me at the time because I saw what she was going through and I felt like it was an important message to let other people know um, what it's like when you're first starting the signs of that and how emotionally it, it drains you and the people around you, how um, how they interact with each other. And so just personal experience, I like to um, mm-hmm. touch on that. Yeah, so personal experiences, passion. And uh, I, I think of that so often, uh, you know, people ask me about doing this show. And I said, well, you know, it's really simple. My passion is other people's passions. And um, my wife asked me a while back, uh, she says, you know, what, what do you feel the happiest? And I said, well, aside from the time I'm with you, you know, when uh, I'm not with you, it's when I sit down and sit across from people that have stories as beautiful as yours and just get the opportunity to talk to people. That's my passion. And, you know, this is my little spot right now of I'm not thinking about anything else. And I I can tell that, you know, uh, at least uh, for you, Raina, it's it's kind of an escape Mm -hmm. a, a little bit. And then for you, Lisa, it's, uh, you know, a personal attachment and so forth. So uh, it's interesting how uh, things run that way and that people have so many different ways to get art into the entertainment world and entertainment into the art world. And uh, dance is such a beautiful form. Um, And I have to admit, you know, before... Uh, starting in on this and talking more about dance and so forth, I had uh, you know been to some dance recitals, uh, you know because we do have a granddaughter, <laughs> and you know just uh, all those things uh, where you're waiting through four hours. Right. Uh, and okay, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, she had to be at the last uh, yeah. thing, didn't she? Oh, we got to see the finale now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you get the chance to go see something, a show such as this, as your uh, red wine cabaret. Um, you get the opportunity to take it in and see just how beautiful the art form is. You also get to see how much passion there is uh, from the performers that go into this. Not only the passion, but the physical abilities too. Yeah. You know, because uh, this is how long of a show? Hour and a half? It's hour about and a half? two hours, I about think. About two yeah. hours, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, and there's so, some talking in between pieces right. to describe the pieces. Yeah, and and I realize that you're not all in every single piece, but yes. still, by the same token, no. um, especially if you're going to be outside, yes, <laughs> <laughs> there might be a few droplets of sweat happening, yes. right? But so Just so people people get that opportunity to see this and admire it, and that's what I'm so thankful for is that uh, you provide that as well. Uh, now speaking of. Uh, Lisa, especially your way that you like to bring personal things to life and so forth. Congratulations, first of all, mm. uh, because you just won one of the Sioux Falls Stage Awards. And Thank you. last fall, Blue Heaven, was it fall or was it already into the winter? Yes, it was already it wasn't November. It. Yeah. yeah, it was November. Yeah, wow. Crazy. And uh, I just, I walked out of there and it's like, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I know. Oh, and thank you. It, uh, and you had your veterans in there and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so all of you were just fantastic. And so congratulations on a very well-earned reward. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. And I agree. Like, again, I have to say, you know, you have a vision as a choreographer and sometimes your pieces don't mm -hmm. turn out how you know you experiment and sometimes you watch it and you kind of go oh that's not quite what i had in mind and for for some reason that blue heaven show um it exceeded all my expectations with how the dancers interpreted mm -hmm. what i was trying to get across and they poured their hearts on the stage with their own personal stories and so it was a really it was a collaboration and i have to thank all my um team and production and everybody that was involved in it because to make it what it was yeah. Uh, yeah. now earlier we hinted that uh, we are here at our wine bar kitchen and that uh, in october you're going to be here along with uh the jazz from augustana university right yes that is going to be very cool it's going to be I'm, awesome I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm looking forward to, but if the date you provided me is correct, I can't be here. <laughs> I know. You got to videotape it? You I know, think stream we're going to do two, Dave, next year. I think we're going to do oh. one in October, and then we have another date in April. April. Okay, so maybe that might be the safer. April one. I think the April one might be at the Country Club. Okay. Yes. Fine we're dining at its best. Yes. Ooh. But of course, there's wine involved here at, yeah, at yes. Red Wine. Exactly. And yes. some pretty Red fine wine, dining, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff here. But yeah. uh, what are you looking forward to out of that? I think that's going to be really fun to collaborate with Augustana again. We did collaborate with them um, for our Swan Lake series mm. that we did for our fifth year. Yeah. I was um, at that one. Yeah, yes. and unfortunately, they were not able to um, perform live with us. We it went right, right. into COVID, yeah. and so we did it to the recorded version um, because all their musicians had you know gone home they're all in college but um and that was with the the whole orchestra um so the, these are just ja um, i shouldn't say just they're jazz musicians mm -hmm. so it'll be fun to collaborate with new musicians and um pete's on board with us but we're also going to be working with his team of mm -hmm. people and we've had a few meetings with them but it's going to be cool to see how it unfolds in the space and with the live music and with the dancers does that include that hannigan guy brian hannigan He's involved in jazz over there, yes, too. Yes, right. oh, yes, 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 yes. Too bad the guy can't play. <laughs> I am joking, of course. The man <laughs> is phenomenal. Uh, but that's uh, another great thing is that's another place that has grown exponentially in what they've been able to do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. University's music department in general, the jazz department especially. Oh, yes. And so what, what a great uh, thing that uh, people will be able to take in here. So look forward to that. 
one way or another. I will catch it somehow. Uh, but uh, again, in the meantime, it's a big show this weekend, the seventh one. Yes. It's the Red Wine Cabaret, Calico Skies. Uh, just hop, skip, and a jump across the border from Canton. You'll find it officially in Inwood, Iowa. Uh, but uh, a nice place. Great pizza, great wine, and it's going to be a beautiful performance, I can tell. And uh, looking forward to that. How much are tickets, and where do we get them? Uh, tickets are $30 okay. plus tax. All right. Yeah, so just... I think thirty two ten. Okay. <laughs> and you can purchase them on our website. Okay. Um, so www.liradancetheater.company.com. Okay. I'm always like, it's a long one, but don't forget about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to it. And of course, uh, you, you've both been on the show before, so you know the, the typical questions that come up at the end. And uh, so, Lisa, we'll start with you. When you're not dancing, performing, and being part of the entertainment and art scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Well, usually I say theater mm -hmm. because um, I go to a lot of theater. Um, but I'd have to say now I'm wanting to get more into seeing a lot more comedy oh. and music. So my husband and I were just at the Levitt the other night. Oh, yeah. And so just to be able to be outside. Were you one of the three people that was there for brulee? Yeah, <laughs> just one of the three. I know. <laughs> It was crazy insane how many people there were. But yeah. I saw the drone footage. It's like, wow. I know. I know. And it was an, it was a warm day, so people yeah, can come see true. us outside, too. Yes, mm -hmm. they can. 100%. Good way to put that. No doubt about that. All right. And to speak of comedy, well, I, I do happen to know of a show coming up uh, the Thursday before Thanksgiving that, you know, you might want to come see somebody at it. Oh, wink, that. wink, nod, nod, nudge, yes, nudge. Yes, Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us yes. more. Well, uh, it. I will be featuring. I'm producing it, but it's going to be, uh, well, the same gal that you saw uh, that was the uh, MC for the night at the Sioux Falls Stage Awards, Miss Emily Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's going to be the opener and the host. Uh, and then I'm featured. And then Jamie Tucker is going to be headlined. Oh, I love her. It's going to be at the Underground at Rayfeld's. Ooh. Nice. Ironically, it used to be a comedy shop at one point. Oh, that facility did. That's cool. I think I and knew and that. we're calling it uh, since it's the Thursday before Thanksgiving. We're calling it the Turkey Trots Comedy Spot. Oh, I love that's it. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, I might have to do that. I'll write that, that down. All right. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a great. All time. right, your turn then, right? Not I, entertaining. What do you want to go see? Um, what do you want to take? I in? like to travel a lot, mm -hmm. and every break I get, I usually try to climb mountains because I love the great outdoors. What's the highest peak you've ever? Mount skipped? Whitney, which is the highest peak in, in the lower forty-eight 48? states. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. So, and then this last year we were supposed to do two fourteeners back to back, but it got rescheduled to next June, I think. But two weeks ago, I did a Spartan race, which was really insane but i made it um, what so is a spartan race it's basically we did uh we did the sprint spartan some people do 60 miles next year i'm doing ten, the 10 mile spartan race but this year it was a four miler and then you do 30 obstacles so like carrying barrels on your back going underwear under barbed wire fences obstacle course yeah it's like an it's like a it's like an extreme obstacle course Huh. Using your body. All right. Well, Monkey bars. Did you do the paint one? My my nieces have done the paint one. You know, where you really? get painted. Oh, oh, wow. No, I was scared at one point because there was like um, inflatables in the mud and you had to go underneath the inflatables. 
that was a little scary for me. It's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah, be I prepared imagine. to get really dirty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the playing outdoors. mud volleyball once, and that was enough. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much like that for a whole day. <laughs> All right. Always a pleasure, ladies. Thank you so much for taking time because uh, literally you were taking time today uh, to make room for this as we record it because you have rehearsals to go to yet. And uh, congratulations. I'm going to say it early in case I don't get a chance to afterward. But uh, congratulations. I just have the feeling, as always, it will be another wonderful production and uh, a great thing to see in the arts and entertainment world here in the Sioux Falls area. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. And now, more of the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Always a pleasure, yes, indeed, to talk about music, to talk about theater to talk about arts to talk about books dance whatever it is if it's arts and entertainment the Sioux empire it's always a pleasure to talk about it with new and or returning guests hmm. and uh, here's a gentleman that uh, he's he's not quite up at the top yet well he's at the top of what he does but he's he's not at the top of the leaderboard for guest appearances but you are tied for second now i believe may i make a guess at who's first yes Oh, I don't want to get it wrong, though. Oh, this is good. Is Oh, I'm going to get it wrong if I guess. Uh, let me think on it for a few okay. minutes. All right. I'll let you do that, then. This is exciting. You're allowed that as a repeat customer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, and uh, like so many times on a Monday afternoon, we're recording this here at Our Wine Bar and Kitchen, a place that, Jeremy Hag, you are familiar with because... You and Brother John play here a lot. Yeah. You play here a lot in a variety of other ensembles. And it's, True. A, it's a pretty good place to play, too, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. yeah we're we're about 18 months into our residency on Friday nights Yeah. Here. It's going well. It's a good hot ticket. Uh, I think this Friday it will be a, actually just a hot ticket. Whew. Temperature is going to be My up there. My guesses will be yeah. inside. Yeah, it's, I... <laughs> It's not up to us, really. It's about the comfort of people eating Italian food and drinking wine and what types of limits the weather will allow for that. Yeah, because, I think. Uh, yeah. see, I'm, I'm one of those that uh, if, if I'm going to have wine, it's not outside in hot weather. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, wine, wine is a comfort drink for me. Yeah. And I want to be comfortable in 72 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Fair now, enough. Beer, sure. <laughs> Anything with ice, you betcha. Yeah, but pina uh, coladas, all of a sudden, yes. those for the only time make sense <laughs> when you're in staggering heat. Sure. And Rupert will write a song about him. He yeah, will. That he would. 
It's always some, uh, a fun time when we get together because we get to talk about uh, one of my loves and uh, one of your big loves for sure, jazz. Yeah. And uh, like you said, you and your brother have been playing here quite a bit, uh, but you also have so many other things that you're doing. And I'm, I'm guessing that uh, even though this is the 1st of August, that you're already th thinking Yuletide greetings and have been probably for a month or so. Mm. A little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're scheming as to what we're going to do in December. Yeah, uh, there's always it seems like every day there's just little communiques going back and forth about the details as they get ironed out. There's a lot of moving parts. Lots of moving parts. Now, Lots. when we get to the thinking about musically, the moving parts, which is more my <laughs> focus, that comes soon. Yeah, that comes soon. True. Yeah, you have to get in uh, charge of that. But uh, you and brother John and uh, the usual group. Yeah. Who's, who's going to be in this year, or is that part of the moving part history at this point? Well, it should be people that everyone's familiar yeah. with. I can tell you that Allison Nash will be part of the group Excellent. again singing, yeah. which is, she's just wonderful. And and this will be her 11th year doing Holiday wow, Jam I with her us. first year. We were just <laughs> we were just pups. Can you imagine yeah. what she was? Oh, well, you know, speaking yeah. of pups, I, I saw something on, uh, I believe, your Facebook page. Oh, Today. me with hair? You with hair. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least if you've got a hat on, I can still tell. That's what happens when one of your friends from the acapella group runs for governor. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of pictures emerge. Good times. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the jazz is going great here. What do you think is going to happen in terms of jazz in the Sioux Falls area, the Sioux Empire? Uh, as we go forward, you know, we've gone close to a year without having an executive director for Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that there was hints of, of some things coming, but kind of fell through. So, yeah. But yet uh, we still have jazz and it, it's still such a great art form. And we, we get to hear it here uh, and we get to hear it in a variety of places and lots of people playing it. Yeah. And you still... It's uh, when you're traveling and performing, you end up with a little different take on the maybe the instability that's uh, or the transitions that are happening in Sioux Falls because the things that happen in the Black Hills or that happen in Pier or mm -hmm. in Yankton or in Brookings or Aberdeen still happen. Right. You know, all that stuff remains relatively unaffected or they have their own little every place goes through transitions here and there the music's still going to be there and there's still going to be a fan base it's an open question as to how much of a fan base and how enthusiastic but i sure enjoy playing it whenever i can and i think exactly. there's still a market for this well, stuff definitely and and it's i i important. think that you know the the people that do enjoy it obviously are showing the love for it too i agree yeah. yeah. You know, it's not just a, oh, yeah, I suppose we should go and, and support some local jazz. But it's it's still thriving in the regard of the fact that uh, there's the, the clientele for it. Uh, there's the places to play it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that, you know, people are still coming to a, a Hag Brothers show or a, whichever trio has happened to be here on a on a Thursday night or something. Yeah. There's a this is a good venue for it, to be sure, because of the Thursday night jazz heading you know you know it's going to be some style of jazz that's important it sounds mundane but when people know something's happening a number of things can happen for instance travelers in town can ask where should i go and people that live in town or live downtown or work downtown at these hotels or these restaurants or these or at banks yeah people true. get referred like they'll just stop in to get some money and 
what should I do tonight? And the person at the bank tells them, go to our wine bar. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's also going to be a jazz night at the Levitt. JAS has uh, played uh, mm-hmm. a lot lately. Uh, so it's not like uh, we don't have it. True. But how do we build it even more at this point? Um, the we, it depends on the we. It's a very vague term. If it means all of us, I suppose it just means going to shows. Uh, that's what keeps it going. Support local regardless. Yeah. yeah, and um, there are good performers. Like, you can trust the results from a lot of these. <laughs> you know the names. But if, if JAS is performing right. with whomever, I get to sit in with them once in a while, but mm-hmm. I'm a replacement keyboard player for them or a substitute, you know, because it's usually Jeff Paul oh. playing keys. If you can go hear them, go hear them. It's going to be fantastic. If Jimmy Spears is playing trumpet anywhere, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be, if Joel Shotwell is playing saxophone, yeah. go hear it. If Brian Hannigan's going to be playing saxophone, saxophone. that's a different roster of players. Yeah. Go hear it. Yeah, you know, these it, are good things. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. It, it's like a, we've got such a loaded base, uh, and we can use that, uh, you know, literally as well, that, uh, you know, there are, are great bass players with Andrew Reinhardt, yeah. uh, you know, Ruben Rodriguez, yeah. and, and all the different people. But uh, every slot of jazz has the capability of being incredible here the bench is developing yes it's a good thing to have oh see you you brought a bench now now we're going to end up at the end of this you know talking baseball we can get to that okay (laughs) uh but one of the other things you've been doing for a while now uh in back what's it been a couple of years now with the citizen steely dan oh yeah we're we started that in 2019 but then had to shut it down for COVID obvious reasons. reasons. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a project that involves. Yeah, we just play Steely Dan songs. Yeah, it's nine of us: five from Omaha and four of us from Sioux Falls. It's a good band. And been playing in Omaha. We'll uh, find a way to bring it up here at some okay. point. And my guess is it'll happen in the. There'll be a time in the cold weather months where we do a show at the Orpheum, and it'll be a lot of fun. And we would look. But that date to that. is not set yet. So. Okay, the no set date at this yeah. point. Yeah, but you yeah. it's precisely what you would expect yeah it's a and it's a good roster of players it's people from who are the Omaha uh, players well the we've worked with uh i don't know if people have seen us with a couple of these performers um it's matt on saxophone matt wallace who plays quite often and uh a maynard ferguson alum yeah and so he's got some chops he's got some chops and on the guitar is Ron Cooley, who's the who's the longtime musical director for Mannheim Steamroller mm-hmm. and has a long and varied career. Both those gentlemen are being inducted into the Nebraska Music Hall of Fame this year, which is a pretty big deal. No kidding. That's kind of fun. Um, Greg All is our drummer, very fine drummer. Michael Pujado on the percussion. And then a female singer named Julia Olenek. Who's, so you, that's you've the gone Omaha to Omaha people. and found another singer. We have, you do that often, don't you? We need to find more. Yeah. More singers is good. It never hurts. More that, singers. Yeah. What do you look for when you're finding somebody to be involved in uh, one of your bands? Or, you know, even just as a, a one-time performance as a guest? Typically, it's like that. What was the thing that... Um, what was the thing? Was it... Uh, 
what Supreme Court Justice said, was it Oliver Wendell Holmes that said about obscenity? You oh, know, right. when you, you see, it? see it. I don't know if it was him. It was some, I don't remember. Now the Supreme Court historians will be on my case about this. <laughs> on my case. But, but I think you know that when you see it to some extent. Um, one thing we look for is people that are committed enough to the activity that they have a career of sorts. Uh, they mm -hmm. have a roster of gigs they do. They've demonstrated that they can perform for a loyal audience on their own and they have the the know-how to do that and they have the uh, ability to hold somebody's attention that usually means that they're going to hold our attention right. i have a lot of respect for that people that are working in this field and have found a way to make a living doing it it's hard to do what about young musicians uh, especially in in the jazz world then what do you tell somebody that's looking to play jazz what should they be aware of? What should they be learning? Um, I would tell them a couple things. There's no replacement for the time um, spent on practicing and listening and also just doing the grunt work of playing shows. And even if it's not the best setting, you know, I mean, we're not all going to come out performing on the stage of Carnegie Hall. Yeah. It's a situation where you build up to that by doing good work, and people will notice when you do good work. That's the idea, anyway. Do you remember the first paid gig you ever did? Um, several answers to that question. I don't necessarily remember the first paid gig I did. I do remember the first time I played in the stage in what would be called a band. Is it Mount Rushmore? For Del Rapids Day, uh -huh. around the time this is where I'm showing my age, but it was they were doing a series. Of, I was in high school, and they were doing a series of shows around the centennial of the state, mm -hmm. and having each there was a day for each town of some size in the state, and Del Rapids Day happened in August, one of the years, and we performed. As like high school band, or as, uh, as no, something else, this like was, as, uh, as like a trio doing a couple songs and the drummer was Spooncat's guitar player the <laughs> captain he was the drummer in this and I played the piano I was not the singer neither one of us was the singer really? said it was a, another guy a friend of ours yeah the singer we played a couple songs on the stage at Mount Rushmore I had a place to play it's fine yes <laughs> The, the sculptures aren't alive. They can't <laughs> offer any what's critique. Been, what's been the coolest venue you've played then? Mm, there's some good ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I've played at a... Well, I don't know what the coolest one is. It's a hard it's question. It's still to come? Maybe. Yeah. There's... I've played around in a lot of rooms, um, a lot of event centers, uh, arenas with backing up artists, um, outdoor festivals. There have been some tremendous experiences and some spots overseas. And there's some neat places to play. And it really depends on what style of music and what the setting was, because rooms take on whether it's a theater. Theaters are cool. Mm -hmm. I like the aspect of playing in a theater or an auditorium because you can and the audience is there to listen. I'm jealous of those Acoustics performance usually, opportunities. You can play as quietly as people can play, and you can also you can use the full dynamic range. It's just a more enriching experience. 
What's the one place you have it? Like when a painter to? gets to use their whole set of brushes, <laughs> all the colors, <laughs> all of it's available. Um, a place I haven't played that yeah, I'd like that to. That you'd love to. Oh, there's so there's probably so many. Wouldn't it be fun to play at Red Rocks? Yeah, I'll probably never do it. But that's a you fun don't think thing. so? No, but I. Why be, not? I don't have a thing that would merit doing that. But it. But it. But be filling a lot of fun. in for somebody. Sure. You, Possible. Yeah. Unlikely, but it's never say never. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do that. That's for sure. Um. One room I like performing, we, we like going down to the Jewel in Omaha because mm-hmm. it's a jazz club. Right. And it's got that look and that and acts the part of a jazz club. In fact, it's really uh, fun. tell people about that place. Uh, you've told me about it a few oh, times yeah. well, in John terms Jewel of some of the history. It's, it's, and yeah, it's two L's. So Jewel with two L's. Mm-hmm. It's named that just because that was the last name of a promoter in Omaha that did a lot of the work booking his friends with... A lot of the leading lights of jazz in mid-century America. Nat King Cole and Dizzy Gillespie and Ella Fitzgerald. These people would come through Omaha and they'd work with John Jewell on where to perform and what to do. And so that was the genesis for the name. It's a conscious nod to Omaha's history. It's a railroad town. It's a spot in the middle of the country where people would make a stop on their way to or from. Now, uh, the piano, is that a famous piano at all that's there, or? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily okay. a famous piano. I don't think it has, I, 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 I thought there was a history as to some of the people that had played. Oh, there might be. Yeah. Like, like there's been any number of, look, it's possible I've played on a piano that Nina Simone played. If so, <laughs> that would make my week exactly. or month or year. Well, do you think but, of things like that when, when you go into a sure. place and somebody will say, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so played here? With a piano, it's a little more personal, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, technically, we all are breathing in the same air molecules with every breath that Duke Ellington or Nina Simone or Miles <laughs> Davis breathe, just because that's the way matter works. But it's not as interesting to think about that. True. Because yeah. that involves... When they tickled the ivories, it's yeah, different. just some four-year-old kid sitting in Greenville, South Carolina can say the same thing. That's fine. <laughs> it's just being a human on Earth. But playing fancy pianos, yeah. One fun piano out in the old Gold Stake, uh, what's it, the Homestake Mansion nice. out in Leed? Mm-hmm. You know that house? Right. Up in the hill. There, I, was, I was in that place at very odd hours one night. I won't share all the details of that. That sounds like an off-air story. Legal entry to the house, I'm assuming. But uh, that piano has the serial number. It's like number below 50 for Steinway. Wow. It was one of the first five dozen pianos made by Steinway. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Do you have a favorite piano? I like that Fazioli in Brookings. Really? There's a Fazioli on the campus. It's a pretty sweet piano. It's got its own, it, they baby it pretty well. Yeah. It's got its own room with humidifier. I think my favorite piano I got to play, we played at the Fitzgerald Theater. That also qualifies as a highlight. Our holiday show played there a couple of years in St. Paul. And we were sponsored by Augustana for those. It was like a promoting the ties with all the alums that live in the Twin Cities area. And so that piano was the same one that got used for live like the Chris Thiel show and also before that the the Garrison Keeler piano is that piano mm-hmm. that thing is yummy 
I don't know if I've heard it's a, a piano referred to as yummy. Yeah, it's yummy. Me. You can you know, just eat it and eat it. And you should stop, but you just want to keep going. What keeps you going? One. Musically, because you're you're busy. You, you've got music. stuff, and oh, I just love it. I I think I would. Uh, yeah, if I wasn't performing, I would. If I there was a rule that I couldn't perform, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do. I'd change my name or something, or I'd wear, I'd go in disguise. I'd find some way to perform. I think that's um, just part of what I do now. How many tunes on iTunes? It's mm, a lot. How many is a lot? I know of one person in town that has more, but there's probably other people that have. But there's not a lot of people that have more. Mm-hmm. I won't name drop on the radio to see who it is, but it's yeah. somebody that you would expect to go. Oh, of course, they have more. Well, I know somebody that's got like thirteen thousand. Oh, yeah, that's. I, I think we might be talking enough. about. That's oh, not enough. not enough. Okay. No. Well, no, we have to get closer to a hundred thousand. Whoa! To, yeah, then, and yeah. So, how do you determine when you sit down? I'm going to listen to some music that's not my own. Well, you don't do shuffle at that point. <laughs> but keep in mind, part of my day job as an adult has been ri- doing a lot of writing and arranging. True. For a variety it's, of in groups fact, in classical, including right. like marching. I've got drum corps shows going back to the 70s on my computer. Like that's why shuffle's not a good idea. Right. Or all these, or all kinds of Broadway soundtracks or movie soundtracks in case I need to work on the music yeah. for a client. You know, there, there's all kinds of stuff I have from various, and then classical and jazz catalogs. That's before you even get into rock and roll. And Well, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's something that we haven't really talked about a lot uh, the previous times you've been on is your composition oh and and the work that you do and yeah. uh, you know uh what got you into that uh was it just an extension or was it something you were setting out to do i think i had in my head i was going to go to grad school and do that mm-hmm. in composition and then when i was a senior in college i woke up the same around the same period that that picture was unearthed from <laughs> facebook i woke up in my dorm room one night in a cold sweat i really did i woke up like a fever had broken and thought Ah, I don't have to go to grad school. And so I didn't. I joined a road band instead. I auditioned for Hot Rod Chevy Kevy and then hit the road and was backing up. Wow. Backing up. Yeah, they had a person that was playing keyboards and trumpet and wanted to replace that spot. Yeah. And so I auditioned for it. It was a good fit. Yeah, excellent. And I learned a lot from those gigs. That was... um, So I went from, instead of going to grad school, instead I was backing up the drifters at a big showroom in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. It was just a different scenario. And on my 23rd birthday, I was playing with Chuck Berry at the Iowa State Fair in front of thousands and thousands of people in the grandstand. Yeah. You got some stuff on the resume. Well, I mean, a lot of people have done that where they've been horrified to... (laughs) <laughs> try to figure out what Chuck's going to do next on stage in front of lots of people. I'm not alone in that. So he did walk up to us afterwards. He went up to Kenny, the bass player, uh-huh. and he did say to him, you pl- y'all played some stuff that disturbed me as we're walking off stage. And that, I guess, is that's good. Oh, okay. Like we got him to pay attention. Ah. 
Yeah. So that was the key for Chuck. Well, you can Berry. imagine how much he's heard in all his in oh, all those years performing yeah. by that point. But you know, anyway. not only just heard, but also you know, people making sure he hears. So you're the hey, big Mr. Barry. Yeah, Mr. Barry. Yeah, he, he's, uh, yeah, he was. He's most. He was mostly a disagreeable person, <laughs> including on stage. We were performing. He just. He's. He had a lot of bad experiences and was. That was clear <laughs> from the interactions. It's all what, right. What do you still want to do musically? I have things. I suppose some of them sound immodest. I have some things I'd like to do. There's shows I want to do and people I want to work with. And mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to record some more new music. I, I just It's the same list of things that I think a lot of people want right. to do. But I would like to compose more works for like uh, large ensembles for orchestra and band. I'd like to do that. See, I remember a few years ago, was it the Atlanta Symphony that you had done some work for? Oh, I didn't do any work for Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, I did, uh, I haven't done anything that fancy. Um, the biggest symphony I've worked for is probably Omaha. Okay. Um, youth symphonies, I've worked with some good ones around mm -hmm. the country, including I've done the most work for Albuquerque because a good friend of mine uh, from Augustana was the, was a director down there so that, that was the connection a lot of these things happen because this just is true of any profession i suppose but it's very true of the music world you know somebody that knows somebody and then the world gets a lot smaller yeah very true um, you know and one of the things we talk about on the show quite often is and the fact that we're not such a very competitive um arts and entertainment scene in sioux falls in the sioux empire more of a collaborative i hope and you've not. got I, the ability to play with others yeah there's not well look we're sitting in the corner where the band would normally set up at our wine bar look around you dave just on on each side there's yeah. no scoreboard <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah it's not meant to be a well, of war or something I, I like still that. remember. I think I, I saw Ruben Rodriguez in three different trios before I ever saw him under anything under his name. Sure. Yeah. And it's just so great that you know there's there's that ability for everybody to get together and jam. Some of that is a natural outgrowth of the way. Yeah. Some of that's just an outgrowth of the way that jazz works. It's a language. It's um, not much different than being fluent in a spoken language and then conversing in it. It's pretty easy to meet new friends if you are willing to talk to them. And it works that way in jazz. Um, I think with, I think it works that way with other styles of music too. You just maybe don't see it as clearly because um, if you're doing the jukebox thing or playing in a variety band or playing in a rock band or doing your own thing, it, it usually takes a little more work behind the scenes to make sure it's the way you want it to go. Um, but jazz things can work where you get four people that know the language together, or three people, five people, and you can usually make something happen. What's fun is it's the only time it's going to happen that way. True. The improvisation and of jazz. There can be some real highlights that way. Paramount. Sure. That's for sure. Yep. All right. Enough on the music. Okay. Baseball time. You're a happy man. I'm a very sad man. Uh, just. Your, your, your twins well, are in a good spot. Yeah, they're in first place yeah, in a very moribund ah. division. Yeah, it's uh, they are. Yeah, and you've had some good stuff happen. Sure. Chicago Cubs, on the other hand. 
Who they, are they? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I like to ask my Cub fan friends here in Sioux Falls how many of their, how much of the starting lineup they can even name right now. Exactly. It's yeah, not you know, very even, many people. Well, it goes back to last year when the Cubs played at the Twins, uh, right about this time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I had purchased tickets for that game yeah, when the Cubs that, right? and the Twins were yep. both in first place in their divisions. And then they both had fire sales, and I go up to that game, and at least I'm sitting there going, ah, at least Wilson Contreras is still on the team. He was sitting on the bench Talk that Talk to me in two days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, that name will probably be Ian Hep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's sad in many ways, but it's it's also part of the way that uh, the whole uh, thing works anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I was listening to a, a sports talk show earlier today, and somebody's saying it's just a, a, a trading and a, a payoff of players anymore yeah. as to where it goes. Yeah, see, those are games where there is a scoreboard, and the part of the problem with Britain for your favorite team is that the other team is always trying to win, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's be nice if it was a Harlem Globetrotters get stuck on Gilligan's <laughs> Island scenario where it's going to be a happy ending. and Yeah, where the generals only won once. Or the generals only won once, right. Yeah, good stuff. How do you correlate baseball to music? Well, with baseball, there's the uh, one obvious corollary with jazz is that they're there are these American things that have become very representative mm-hmm. of a historical sweep of of what it means to be American in some way. You know, like in a cultural sense, a sporting sense. There's right. there uh, there's this great quote from a younger historian saying, "Look, people ask me what our great cultural exports are, what our great exports are to the world. Like for me, it's jazz." baseball and the constitution now that sounds a little bit pollyannish and apple pie but i would go with yeah i mean a lot of countries have constitutions right but the only reason they all have jazz now is because that came to being here exactly. that was a mix of cultures that happened here down in new orleans that's yeah. fun stuff and, and that's what i love to tell people when they ask about jazz i said well it is the only true american music art you know down in kansas city well and it led to all the other things yeah. the blues and jazz mix led to all the Everybody that sings now that you listen to on the radio is a little bit of Louis Armstrong in them. Everybody, a little bit of Bessie Smith in them. There's just no way around it. It's uh, baked in. The down in the old 18th and Vine district of Kansas City, there's there is a building that houses both the Negro Leagues Hall it's of Fame, Fame for yeah. baseball and the American Jazz Museum. Yeah, they're connected. There's a reason yeah. for that. Very true. Like they they come out of the same. Uh, there is a spiritual kinship there. No doubt. Yeah. What are you hoping to accomplish yet the rest of the way? What do you mean by the rest of the way? <laughs> what do you know that I don't? It sounds like there's a punchline. We, no, okay. we, we never know, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, what's on, you know, my rest of the way is shorter than yours. And so I think of it. Uh, quite often now, but you're still a relatively young man. Did that win me any favors? That's kind of you, yeah, yeah it sure okay. did. Um, <laughs> Aww. But in terms of the accomplishments, because you, you've done a lot. You've- I want to... I'll tell you one thing. These, Some of this is just 
data points and anecdotes that are related just because they all have to do with music, but they aren't, they're just parts of a whole. Last week, well, about a week and a half ago, my brothers and I went down to go see Lyle Lovett in concert mm-hmm. in Des Moines. And we, we knew this was the case, but it, I was struck by it. Lyle's kind of lost his voice. His voice is different now. He's aged. And I don't know if it was related to the pandemic or what happened, but um, my sister-in-law is convinced, and I believe her, that he's even doing unannounced like speech therapy or saw some help, had somebody help him rebuild his voice, even just to perform at all. And so one thought I have is, I'm singing, I like the way I'm singing right now. Mm -hmm. And I have a a good range and I want that to continue. It's not (laughs) gonna continue indefinitely. So I wanna have fun performing and being able to take advantage of that while I can. And so of course, that's one thing. Yeah. And of course, the nice thing about that is you can adjust too. you know, you can sing different types of songs sure. and so forth to whatever fits. I guess you'll know when it's turned when I start doing nights full of Tom Waits tunes. <laughs> that's when you'll know. Oh, then, there, then pictures will emerge of me from this period where people go, remember when? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't growl all the time. Do you remember? I was there. Yeah. So if I make it that long to report that. Oh, you're going to outlive me, Dave. You know oh, this. No, 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 no. Sure. Oh. But I, I sort of tell everybody that. <laughs> Maybe you know something we don't then. This is not the time for that announcement. No, I don't know anything that you don't know. Okay. All right. In the meantime, you always know what we like to talk about. Uh, sure. We've, we've talked music. We've talked baseball. What about uh, when you're not performing, what do you like to take in for entertainment? When I'm not performing? Mm-hmm. Um, I go... I like to go hear other people perform. We've been just busy enough that there's a lot of times I wish I could go see somebody make noise and I don't get a chance to do it. So I try to go catch others, yeah. whether it's seeing a friend of mine perform or just somebody I haven't seen. So I know more about it. More information is a good thing and it's enjoyable. In, in fact, you were talking about that before we started. Yeah. In terms of not knowing as oh, much yeah. as you thought, you know, yeah, that's but my thing still being summer, able to just learning enough to realize how much you don't know good grief it's humbling but it's good so it's a good driver we're not done i'm one thing i feel confident in is that i am not anywhere near done developing as a performer and how i think about music and how it gets put together what maybe what i can add to that whole tapestry there's a lot there to learn so i'm gonna try well we look forward to my best yeah all right Jeremy Haig, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time, as always. Thanks. I'll be rooting for your twins. You will? Yeah. Why? I will. Ah. Oh, they, they probably can use the help. Yeah. It's all right. You know, maybe they'll upset somebody. Yeah. If nothing else, um, you can watch Luis Arises at bats. He's the guy that's leading the AL and hitting, and he's he's. It's almost more fun to watch him not get hits than it is when he. Gets, well, it's fun to watch him either way, but he's very animated. Yes, he looks. He looks like he's. He is a highlight. Animated, like he looks like he's actually animated, 
and that everybody else is live action and somehow they've made it work through CGI or something. Yeah, well, it's you a know, treat. Th this morning on the Today Show, they were talking about the megaverse and that, you know, now people are actually using their avatars to do business meetings. You know, so we're all becoming animated. I'm the problem now that you know about all that stuff and the theory of infinite universes, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know that there's a version, there's a universe out there where I did a much better job in this interview. <laughs> and I just want to apologize on behalf of all the other universes. <laughs> you know what? I, I never worry fact about you knew that. that. Okay, well, it, well just we, we're pretty sure it exists. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> it's called reruns. Yeah. All right. Well, probably. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. So, what else do you have for us, nothing? Thanks again to those great guests, Lisa Conlin and Raina Rasmussen from Lyra Dance and Jeremy Haig. Thanks to the man who put the R in our wine bar and kitchen, Ricardo Terabelsi, where we happen to record both of this week's conversations. And of course, you for the downloads, which should climb over the 10,000 mark by the end of the day. Thank you for the downloads, the shares, the likes, etc. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Get all 141 episodes online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.